it is important that our eyes are opened and that our mouths are opened in this season of time. We are in a time factor right now. A time factor. And we have to get to work. And that is my theme today, time factor. Get to work. Time is drawing nigh. For that, that's just a King James way of saying we're almost at the end of time. And I want my money. We're almost at the end of time. <laughs> and we have got to be sober-minded in this last day. We, the church, cannot be silent. We, we, the church, cannot just sit back and watch things happen. We have got to become verbal, vocal. We have got to become alive and well. We cannot simply be tongue talkers. We cannot simply be emotional people who are, you know, sensationalistic. And that's fine for the house. But that's not what works in life. Amen. Amen. We come into the ch into this church sanctuary and we forget that what we're doing here on a Sunday or Sabbath for those that are SDAs, for the, what we do in our church services is for us. It's not for the world. When we gather together, we're gathering with a bunch of us. Somebody say, this is us. But we, we forget that this doesn't translate into the street. This is exclusive for those of us that are believers. But it's what we do on the streets that matter. It's, it's, it's what we do on the streets, in the marketplace, that matters. And we're not taking these things seriously. In our, our, our ethnic churches, I'll be kind, Kevin, in our ethnic churches, we are geared and, and primed and, and prone to emotion. In our ethnic churches, we are very demonstrative, you know, spiritually. And some, sometimes that, that kind of messes things up because it doesn't, it, it doesn't really change and, and become practical when we leave out of the sanctuary. Uh, am, I, am I talking to you? What we do here and in our, in, our, in our exhilaration, what we do here when we become overwhelmed with the presence of God is wonderful, and I am not downplaying it. What I'm saying is, that we have got to learn the balance and we have got to learn how to bring Jesus Christ to all men. And unfortunately, we have not mastered that. Unfortunately, in this generation of Christianity, we have not mastered that. We have, we, we have, we have kind of lost our zeal and our edge and now you're trying to prompt and prod Christians 
to become alive. Now you have to have to up, try to appeal to people to become serious with this thing to the point where we sacrifice. We, now we have, to, we have to really try to get into people's minds and get into their hearts and, 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 and try to convince them that this is worth their sacrifice. That the people that are walking the streets and driving past this church and the churches wherever you are, are worth our sacrifice. Because they are dying and don't even know that they are. People are dying and don't even realize that they're dying without Christ. And while we are, hump while we are you know, you know, hunkered into one room, praising God, we forget that when we leave here, our voice is most important. Our voice is most important when we leave out of this place. And we must admit, which is a hard admittance, that we are not working. We, and, and I know, I know people in, in us, and so, some people in their sanctimony will go into, now I know I'm working, I know, glory to God, I know I'm working, I'm working. Stop all the antics. And let's do an evaluation. Let's tell the truth about this thing. Because our work is not our tongues. Our work is not our, spiritual, our spiritualism. Our work is declaring the good news and helping people and loving people and healing people and hearing people supporting people feeding people clothing people empowering people that's our purpose and while you're clapping let's tell the truth we are absolutely horrible at it I know, I know you weren't waiting I know you weren't we are absolutely, stop playing your music. I don't want to make this sweet. I want them to hear it raw. We are absolutely horrible at our job. Because the truth of the, yeah, I'm just going to take all the masks off. We can't help people outside of here because we don't like people inside of here. Oh, no, no, no. What? I'm talking about this house. I'm talking about any church that you go to. We have a problem liking each other. As long as I can come to church and sit down and not be bothered, and you don't bother me and I don't bother you, I want to hear the word and I want to go home, and I don't want to fellowship, I don't trust you enough to fellowship, I'll say hi to you, shake your hand, and if I like you, I'll talk to you. But other than that, I just come in to receive and go out, and that is why we are impotent. That is the reason why we are powerless. That is the reason why people can drive past 100,000 churches on Long Island and Brooklyn, drive past 100,000 churches and not come in because we don't go out. Because we don't go out. And this is the problem that we must rectify and change. We are in a time factor right now. There's a time factor. There's a time factor. We have a limited amount of time. Amen. Amen. Jesus said in the book of John, 
He said in the book of John, let's go to the ninth chapter of John. He says simply this. He said, and Jesus passed by and he saw a man which was blind from birth. And his disciples asked Jesus, saying, Master, now this guy's blind from birth. Who did sin? Which one of his parents sinned that this man this man or his parents which one of them sinned was it him or his parents that has him born blind and Jesus answered he said neither has this man sinned nor his parents to cause this blindness but this has happened so that the works of God should be made known in him should be manifest in him and then Jesus says this I'm not here just as a, a rebel rouser. Jesus says, I'm not here just as somebody running for office. I'm not here just to overthrow the regime of today. I'm here to do a work. And I got to work in the time life and the time allotted for me to work. I must work the works of him who sent me while it's day, time factor, while it is day for the night, time factor, for the night comes when no man will be able to work. We are at that point now where the night has encroached, the night has increased, we are sitting in darkness and the work is not done. We are fighting the hordes of darkness and our work ethics are low. We want the comfort. We want the miracles. But we don't want the responsibility. We, we want the magic. But we don't want to roll up our sleeves. And realize that we were born again with a purpose. We were born again for a purpose. And the purpose is to reach the lost. And to love on those that are in sin. And to love on those that are not a part of the body of Christ. And to bring the good news that Jesus Christ died for them. And to let them know that they are wanted. They are loved. They are looked for. God is looking for them. God is longing for them. And not condemn them because of what they do. But to let them know that the love of God can reverse what they do. And bring them into a relationship with Jesus that is real life and real life love that is real life and real love hey the truth of the matter is that every one of us came from this we thought we were living we thought that we were living we thought that we had a grip on this thing we thought that we were doing this thing right and we kept jacking up along the way while we were in sin, our life was filled with mistakes. Our life was filled with trying to figure this thing out. I know you want to act like it's cool now. You want to act like you got this thing together. But the truth of the matter is, we were jacked up. You better, see the person sitting next to you better be glad that they didn't know you before you knew Jesus. You better hear me. They look nice now, but the truth of the matter is that you better be glad you know me now. Because you didn't want to know me before I knew Jesus. 
Because I was nothing like this. I was nothing like this. Amen. And God has transformed us and given us new life, but then our mouths became silent. We got new life and our mouths became silent. And we didn't share this with people that were walking in the same darkness. And we became comfortable behind the four walls with people that were born again just like we were. We feel more comfortable in church with people that know Jesus and we're all dancing and screaming and running into each other and falling out. And as soon as we leave these doors, our mouths close again. And time is still moving. We're losing time. I will be finished in about 15 minutes. We're losing time. And I'm talking to all of us that know that we should be working. Although all of us that are born again and know that we should be telling people about our life's transformation. All the people that have been snatched out of the hands of the enemy and been washed clean by Jesus Christ and taken away all of the stain of sin. And we should be telling people that this, what he did for us, is the same thing that he will do for them. My job should not be trying to convince Christians to be Christian. My job is not supposed to be to try to convince Christians to roll up their sleeves and get to the kingdom's agenda. Why are we so at ease in Zion? Why have we become so lazy in the kingdom? Why have we forgotten who we are? Why have we forgotten our responsibility? It is so easy to sit up on a pedestal and declare your, 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 your privilege in Christ. I'm saved, I'm sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But what good is your salvation if it is not changing somebody else's life? Somebody's got to hear this. What good is it you being transformed and you not transforming somebody? We're supposed to be at work. And the time is slipping away. And we're going to be really caught in a bad place when Jesus comes back and he holds us accountable for what we did or did not do. Because we have no excuses at the great white throne. We have no excuses as we stand before God. Hallelujah. And everything that we had as a crutch and an excuse today will condemn us as we stand before him because we have not done the work of the kingdom. We're trying to, and those of us in the church, we try to posture ourselves and try to get position and try to get notoriety and try to get a good standing and we want to be seen. Let me tell you something, if you want to be seen, be seen serving. If you want to be seen, be seen feeding people, be seen clothing people, be seen helping people, be seen healing people. I don't hear anybody. Take your title off, take away your lust for a position, and get to the work of a servant. I don't hear the servants here. 
well I'm the head of this and I'm the leader of that and I, I lead and, and head that means nothing if people's lives are not being changed as a matter of fact that title is an indictment against you if you have the title of leader if you have the title near anybody if you've got a position and you're not working and you're not working we have a lazy church in a very dire time we have a lazy bunch of believers in a time most desperate time has been worse than the days of Sodom and Gomorrah these days are worse than the days of Noah when every thought and intention of man was wicked and evil we are in a worse day than that and we have the nerve to have our mouths closed this is the time for the church to open up and to declare the truth and the love of God that will change the world Jesus is the answer it is not Joe Biden it is not Donald Trump it is not Republican it is not Democrat it is not independent I don't hear you here It is not the political parties, it's not the ANC, it's not whatever political party around the world. It is Jesus. He's the answer. And we have got to get the answer to the masses. Where are the believers here? Jesus said, I must work the works. It's not just a work, works of him who sent me while I still got time because the night comes when the darkness will be so great that no man can work and we are almost at that brink of darkness where it is so black and so ebon dark that no man can really work we are dealing with forces of hell we are dealing with the enemy with spiritual wickedness in the high places we are dealing with the fact that the powers that are in position have powers over them. We are dealing with the fact that the president is not the real voice, but there's a secret quiet. There is a, there's an infamous diabolical voice that is in the darkness speaking into these people's lives. There are demonic powers and control. There's witchcraft at work. There are powers at work. And we are sitting back with the total, uh, with the total infinite power of God and not utilizing it. We're supposed to be pulling down strongholds. We're supposed to be casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We're supposed to be bringing into captivity. We're supposed to be ready for battle. We're supposed to have the whole armor of God on. We're supposed to have the helmet of salvation. We're supposed to have the breastplate of righteousness. We're supposed to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We're supposed to have our loins girded about with truth. We're supposed to have the shield of faith. And we're supposed to have the sword of the spirit. And we're supposed to be in the battle. In the battle. This is not the time for us to be at ease. This is the time for us to be at attention, ready for service. <laughs> Sit down, let me finish. We are supposed to be, we're supposed to be prepared. Prepared. Brother Zephyr and I, I was in the house the other day 
and I finished listening to our Wednesday night Bible study, and I heard in my spirit, I only want to be in a battle with those who want to fight. I only want to be in a battle with cohorts that want to fight. The worst thing to do is to be in a battle with somebody who doesn't want to be there. On the same side but don't want to fight. That means I'm left vulnerable because whereas you're supposed to be protecting me and I'm protecting you as we go forth and destroy the enemy, you've let my back be held open. I'm, uh, I, I'm vulnerable because I'm in a battle with somebody who doesn't want to fight. But the bottom line is I thought we knew we signed up for a fight. I thought that we understood that we were going to go to war. I thought we understood that we had to fight the good fight of faith. And I want to link arms with people who have the same mind, the same military mind I have, that the weapons of our warfare. The weapons. We've got weapons for a reason. Oh, y'all not hearing me. We've got weapons for a reason. We've got weapons to use against the enemy. But instead of us using against the enemy, we use the weapons against our brother and sister. And time is still ticking. There's a time factor. And while we're fighting inward fights, fighting insular fights, fighting against each other, the world is being inundated by demonic powers. And we're supposed to be out there in the world destroying the demonic powers that have people blinded to the truth. Blinded to the truth while we light bearers only shine our light in the light. While we light bearers only shine our light in the light. There's no need for your light in the light. Your light is called to pierce the darkness. Somebody asked me, Donnie McClurkin, why aren't you out there in the music field like you used to be? My, my assignment has changed. My assignment is to bring this gospel around the world. I already got the Grammys, I already got the Stellars, I already got the Trumpet Awards, I already got the NAACP Awards, I already got all these different awards, got the Dub Awards, but what I don't have is the reward. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm moving forward to the reward. Y'all not hearing me. I'm looking for the prize of the high calling. I'm looking for God to say two words, well done. And I only got a limited amount of time to do it. I've only got a limited amount of days left. And I've got to take this gospel to everyone who will hear across the street or across the waters. But this gospel of the kingdom, 
will be preached in all the world. Somebody holler, get to her. I gotta stop here. Time is running out. Time is almost done. I don't have time to try to convince people that don't want to go. I don't have any more time to convince believers to get to work for the God that saved them. I don't have time to try to convince people to come out of their homes so that we can get into this thing together. If you want to stay home, man, and if you want to stay dormant, be at ease. But if I could just get a few warriors, if I could just get a few people that's armored up, locked and loaded, ready to go, we can change people and the people will change the world. You can do it one soul at a time, but you gotta get to work. Do I have any willing workers here? Let the willing workers give up and give a scream. Hear the voice of victory. Hear the battle cry. For the saints of the Lord are awake. The saints of the Lord are up. The saints of the Lord are in action. We're moving with the kingdom agenda. We will not be defeated. We will not be overcome, for we've got the Lord on our side. And if God before us, who? this I told him on Wednesday even Jesus got tired if you read book of Matthew about the ninth chapter you see that everything throughout the whole ninth chapter you see that everywhere Jesus went people kept pulling on him Two blind men pulling on him. Woman with an issue of blood pulling on him. A man whose daughter died pulling on him. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Throughout the whole ninth chapter, people are just pulling on Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it said, and Jesus had to do many miracles. He had to do many miracles. But it said that when he got to Jerusalem, he looked out and after he healed all these people, raised all these dead, he looked out and there was still a vast multitude. Just when you thought you made some progress, you see the work is not finished. And the Bible said that Jesus 
looked at the, looked at the multitudes and he was moved with compassion. But then he realized that in the flesh, he had his limitations. In the flesh, he got tired. In the flesh, he got exhausted. In the flesh, he was limited. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Jesus told his disciples, moaning and groaning, looking at so many people that needed his help. He said, the harvest. I gotta go, y'all. But he said, the harvest is plenteous. The harvest is plentiful. There are so many people out there that are waiting for help. But the laborers, the laborers are few. This is an indictment even to this day. 2,000 plus years after the statement was made. The harvest is more plenteous than ever before. 8.1 billion people on this earth. The harvest is plenteous. 330 million Americans. The harvest is plenteous. Around the world, they need Jesus. The harvest is plenteous. Understand this. What that simply means is there are so many precious souls. When he says the harvest, see the harvest is a byproduct of seed that was sown. The harvest is the produce that is on the field about to rot because there's nobody there to bring in the sheaves. They're ready for Jesus but there's not enough help. They're ready to be harvested. They're ready to be brought in. But there aren't enough people. The harvest is plenteous. But the laborers are few. The laborers are few. Why are the laborers few? Not because there's a deficit but there's a disconnect. It's not because there's not enough people to work it. It's because there's not enough people that are willing to work it. We have been, and I, and I will end with this, we have been, we have been lulled into a false image of what the, what the kingdom is. We, we have been deceived. We have been inundated with false preachers that have made us lazy. Pull it down. Come on, pull it down. Pull down that money from heaven. Get the lever. Pull it down. Money coming to me now. We made it about money. We made it about prosperity. Amen. I need, a, I need a jet to fly around the world. You may, but that's not what it's about. 
Now you may, because that's a, there's, a, there's a real work. But when we flaunt our prosperity as though this is proof that I'm called. You got false prophets coming and telling people whatever they want to say. You got, you got, you got magic instead of ministry. You got magic. You, you got people telling, telling you your address and what color your living room is. And, 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 and I already know my address. That, 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 that can't be a revelation to me. I, I, I just left there. I, I know the color of my kitchen. I painted it. God don't need to say that in order to make me believe him. Amen. Any witch can do that. Any spirit of divination can do that. But we're, and we're in a time where we have been lulled into sleep. Fighting each other. Sitting back waiting to hear what's next. And that has made, that's taken away our edge of husbandry. That's just a Shakespearean term for our ability to work. We are at a real bad period. We are at a desperate time. And this is the wrong time for the body of Christ to be dormant. I leave you with this. I leave you with this. Jesus simply said this. He said, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me and the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I'm going to my Father. We're supposed to be doing greater works than Jesus. Now, that's not greater in quality. That word greater than these, greater works than these, that is a, 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 a mitzdon. Mitz, mitzon. Sorry. Mitzon. That's the, that, that's the Greek word for it, mitzon. And that means to do more than. He said, and more works than I did, you will do. I only had three years of ministry, Jesus said. I only was down here for three years ministering. But you will have a lifetime of ministry. And you will do more works than you've seen me do. If you work.